So would you say like someone driven by revenge is would be like revenge and like they want justice, right, for somebody? Would that be then a chaotic good or is that I kind of I would think that would be chaotic, like mm. neutral because it's selfish. So this is this is where the alignment system kind of breaks down, right? Because the alignment system is assuming that people don't change. Welcome to Rollmates, the D and D podcast where I teach my wife and you about Dungeons and Dragons. I'm Greg, and I'm Ali. Welcome to session one, our official very first episode of all time we could start the campaign now right we're not we're not playing no, we're, we, we don't play DD in this podcast oh we don't play we don't play no we, we don't play. play on this podcast no. <laughs> you're in the wrong podcast yeah if you want to listen to to people playing that you're not in the right place so what do we do on this podcast so i'm gonna ask you questions about DD for you to explain to me a newbie who doesn't really know anything about DD or who knows the very basics so so my question for you today, Gregory, what is alignment? I see all these memes everywhere with these alignment charts and people are chaotic and they're lawful and all these other things. And I have a general understanding of what all of that means. But I feel like a lot of times when you see memes of things, it's not, not entirely accurate. So if I'm sitting down and I'm, I'm getting ready to create my character or I'm playing and I've already set my alignment what do I need? To, what do I need to know? What are, what are the the actual rules about you know picking an alignment for your character and then the way that you know the alignment for your character dictates the things that they do in the game and like how they act, how they behave, all of those sorts of things. So um, the alignment system is a tool that is both a help and a hindrance to players. Mm-hmm. A DM that does their their homework on alignment mm-hmm. will come to understand the nuances of alignment. So alignment is a system by which we frame our morality mm-hmm. and our attitudes toward um, society. Mm-hmm. Would you like to know what the official rule book says of alignment? Yeah. All right. So on page oh, geez. 122 mm-hmm. of the player's handbook. How long is the player's handbook? How many pages in total? Um, so is- like counting the index. Oh, jeez. <laughs> right. Counting the index. It is 316 <gasps> pages. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So do, when you when you get ready to, to go play like for the first time, do you have to read all that? Um, no. Okay. Good. Not really. What's helpful with the player's handbook is like rules on like it has the classes, the base classes, the mm-hmm. base races. Um, you know, rules on combat and the rules on combat and uh, spell casting and stuff like that. That the player should at least familiarize themselves a bit with those core rules. So like read the spark notes. Yeah, and actually in the player's handbook they do have like a spark note. <laughs> actually in in every oh, in every rule book or in every book um 
there's a section toward the beginning. It's addressed to DMs, but you should, uh, players should see it too, is the things you need to know most. Mm -hmm. And outside of that, you could just refer to a book mm -hmm. if if you want to go in depth and stuff like that. Okay, so, so we, we got really <laughs> off topic with the, with the players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's, let's look at what it actually says about alignments. So a typical creature in the worlds of Dungeons and Dragons has an alignment which broadly describes its moral and personal attitudes. Mm -hmm. Alignment is a combination of two factors. One identifies morality, so that's good, evil, or neutral. Mm -hmm. And the other describes attitudes towards society and order. That's lawful, chaotic, or neutral. Thus, nine distinct alignments define the possible combinations. Right, so you can t make combinations of, of all of those things together. Right, so you, um, just to roll through them, we have lawful good, neutral good, chaotic good, lawful neutral, neutral, chaotic neutral, lawful evil, neutral evil, chaotic evil. If you've seen social media or anything on the internet at some point you'll probably come across a chart of like your yeah of your favorite pop culture tv show book or mm -hmm. video game and it'll have the characters arrayed on this chart by their quote-unquote alignment right which i feel like are pretty handy like quick reference if you just want to get a general idea yes. of like what the alignments mean those yes. are probably pretty handy, but they're probably not like super accurate. Right. I mean, yeah, they're well, they're debatable. To to Wizards of the Coast credit, they've taken many steps at simplifying the game, mm -hmm. and the alignment system goes way back. Um, there are instances in the game where a spell or some kind of effect is dependent on an alignment. Wait, really? Yeah, so like uh, there might be a magic item like a holy sword mm -hmm. that can only be attuned by a good cleric or paladin or something like that. And an evil creature, um, if they try to use it, it will harm them Okay. or something like that. Um, there's a detect good and evil spell where it can detect a creature of that kind of alignment. Um, but what alignment basically is, is it's an easy way for players to get into the mindset of, uh, it's like an addition to your character's personality mm -hmm. and how they view the world and make decisions. Right. And I say it's helpful because, you know, let's say I make a character, I make a barbarian, mm -hmm. and my barbarian is chaotic good, mm -hmm. right? I'm, as a player, if I'm new to the game, I'm going to seek to do good things, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to... I'm not going to do good things because the law says they're good. 
but it's more my own moral code is yeah. saying they're you good. Like go by the beat of your own drum. Right, sort of exactly. Um, or it, it might not, yeah, it's the beat of your own drum, um, whereas a lawful good character might um, do it because this is the law and um, it is this act of you know altruism like me catching a bandit mm -hmm. is a good thing because we don't like bandits mm -hmm. um but it's also a lawful thing mm -hmm. but if i uh find out that this bandit is stealing to feed their starving brother mm -hmm. uh, it might pull up my heartstrings and i let them go even if you're lawful well, no, if if I'm not a lawful oh, right. character, you mm -hmm. know, but if I'm a neutral good character who kind of, you, you know, might, like bend the rules a little. Yeah, you bend you bend the rules and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it can be helpful, especially for new players, because with new players, they're getting bombarded with all kinds of information. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just and especially if they're new and they don't have you know especially if they're new to role playing in general and they don't have a focus it's it's helpful for them to just say this is my alignment i am going to i'm going to adhere to this and 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 that it will be like a crutch for role playing yeah, that you know. makes a lot of sense because I feel like it's tough sometimes. Like I've experienced that with writing. Like I'm trying to write a story to write how would the – not how would I approach this problem, which feels very natural, but how would my character approach the problem? So like when you're faced, I guess, when you're role playing your face with a decision, it's kind of like a like a what would Jesus do, but it's what would a true neutral person do or what would a lawful good person do? So give me, let's like look at each one. I'm curious like to understand, like, okay, so take take lawful good. You were talking about lawful good just now. Give me an example, <laughs> a meme example of like a character who would fall into the lawful good slot or maybe like when you see frequently that could fall into that, but like maybe it doesn't exactly. Yeah, so... A lawful good slot, it'd be like Superman. Mm. Superman is lawful good because. But he's a vigilante. Vigilantes operate outside of the law. Superman is interesting because he's not really a vigilante. People, no, no. So, like in the comics, mm -hmm. people kind of expect him to show up. Like, it, it's Wouldn't not you like. Would you say more like Captain America? I'd say both. Okay. I think I think yeah, that's both. True. They don't, it's not yeah, I mean, okay, let's the DC and Marvel. We don't want it. We don't want to pick sides. <laughs> I'm neutral on both of them. So, uh, Captain America or you know Superman. Mm -hmm. In Captain America's case, he is a state-sanctioned right superhero. In Superman's case, he is more of a society-sanctioned. Mm -hmm. superhero like the government had didn't come out and just say 
yeah, Superman is officially law enforcement. Yeah. Of, of course, in um, the Dark Knight Returns, where Frank Miller tried to push the two, like uh, Superman and Batman, to their furthest extremes, mm-hmm. Superman did become a government-sanctioned, oh like, God. crony yeah. kind of thing. Um, but... They're they're both good examples of lawful good because they want to do the good thing, but in accordance to what society says yeah. is good. So like they don't kill people, they right. don't use like excessive violence. Right. Superman, yes, he does. Everyone has their own moral code, of course, mm-hmm. but Superman does his best to act within the limits of the law or or what the law says. Mm-hmm. Um, same as Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, so, so you just mentioned Batman. Where does Batman fall? Batman's an interesting case. <laughs> yeah. Um, Batman, I would say, is a neutral good character. Okay. Because he is... Are we thinking? Are we thinking like Christopher Nolan Batman? Are we talking Adam West Batman? Like, does it matter? I feel like it kind of matters which Batman. In- in- <laughs> well, it, it kind of yeah, because because Adam West Batman was chaotic. Good, I'm sorry, Batman was insane. No, his methods were chaotic. <laughs> well, no, the uh, the writers were chaotic, good, but that so the, yeah, it it does kind of matter because the Adam West Batman, um, as far as I'm aware, was kind was a. Uh, he was kind of a state-sanctioned Batman. True, like, it was a lot more wholesome. It was it was like Superman, where the the cops were just happy to see him, and yeah. you know everyone loved him. In the like in the modern comic books, um, Tim Burton Batman, Christopher Nolan Batman, um, he's not state-sanctioned. Mm-hmm. Um, he is clearly vigilante he like he he apprehends criminals that are deemed criminals by law mm-hmm. like they break crimes that society yeah, he doesn't just decide who he's gonna attack and like he, yeah. he waits for them to commit a crime and then he goes after them yeah but at the same time he knows the system is corrupt mm-hmm. and so if he does encounter a law that's kind of icky he's he's not really going to say oh this law says this person's a criminal no he's he he does operate and he's a vigilante he is breaking the law doing his thing Mm -hmm. um so he i i would say he's neutral good because he 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 has his own moral compass. He's a free agent. He acts according to that. Um, and he makes he makes a conscious effort to keep the spirit of the law in mind mm-hmm. versus or like what the law should be. What the like law should what be. Gotham's yeah, law is. because his. his his thing is not to follow the law. Right. It's to fix the system. It's y- or I know? would argue it's not even that. It's he I feel like he sees 
the everyday like due to his like experience with his parents he sees the everyday effect of like violence and crime on yeah. the streets and so he's like yeah if i can pick up one criminal today like that makes the street safer like it's it i don't i don't see him i mean i guess bruce wayne addresses the issues on a more overarching level mm-hmm. by like doing like the asylum and like giving money to the like, charities and all that kind of stuff but batman is like no i'm gonna get that criminal and i'm gonna get that criminal and like yeah i don't i never i never saw batman as like oh i want to fix the system like, I wanna make yeah, sure yeah. Everyone's that, happy. That, that's it's like, true that's, no i want to prevent yeah. that one kid from getting murdered right now you that's know? more of his like lawyer friends yeah he actually yeah you're right so he, would you say interesting question would you say batman and bruce wayne have different alignments no. Because Bruce, I what Bruce Wayne I would argue is more is is lawful good, because he is this like upright, upstanding citizen who you know operates within the law. He doesn't he he does everything like by the book. He starts businesses and charities and funds and like does things that way. And then he turns around and is Batman who does things in a more <laughs> vigilante way. But yes, but that's him presenting this persona. Mm-hmm. that doesn't exist like he's um his inner morality his way of thinking about the system and viewing the system mm-hmm. didn't change it's his presentation you know mm-hmm. he's deceiving you know people but but you are right um he but like if you just knew bruce wayne as bruce wayne you didn't know batman you just thought Bruce Wayne was who he was on yeah, the surface. Right. You would right. say that's a lawful good person. I mean, he might be chaotic. He gets into <laughs> parties and, you know. That's true. He's, he's kind of a wild uh, guy. A playboy and all that stuff. But So so <clears throat> then, okay, so we have Superman, Captain America is lawful good. Mm-hmm. Batman is neutral good. Give me a, um, a chaotic good. Ooh, classic Robin Hood. Oh, shit. Yeah. Easy. That's steals from the rich gives to the poor like he's breaking the law yeah but according to him it's you know these people are squandering or not squandering but these people are withholding from people who are less well off mm-hmm. and and this is his moral this is his moral compass that stealing at least from the rich is an acceptable trade-off mm. to feeding people. And see, I like that a lot because I feel like Robin Hood is a very, like, single-minded. Like, he has one mission. He's very focused. He's organized. He has a team. He gets away with it all the time. Like, he's not just this, like, insane person. But it has to do with, like, his his decision about what rules to follow. Is he going to follow the rules on paper or is he going to follow the rules of like ethics and morality and fairness and justice and that kind of stuff? Yeah. So I feel like a chaotic good person still has like rules that govern what they do. It's just which side of the fence those rules are on, right? Right. And um, I mean, if you want to like start diving into pop culture, Arya Stark is an iconic chaotic i mean that girl's wild um she so would you say like someone driven by revenge is would be like revenge and like they want justice right for somebody would that be then a chaotic good or is that 
I kind of I would think that would be chaotic, like mm. neutral, because it's selfish. So this is this is where the alignment system kind of breaks down, right? Because the alignment system is assuming that people don't change. Mm. Um, Arya Stark, when you know, in the first book, she's yeah. We don't recognize the TV show on this podcast. Yeah, we don't acknowledge sense. that. Season one does exist. <laughs> right. Well, season one is the book. They are one and the same. Yeah. So, so in in the beginning, Arya Stark is you know all about. I want my own castle. I want to be a knight. Yeah. Uh, you know, she is being a a lady of society is just not a thing of her. She mm-hmm. she doesn't care what's expected of her. It's what she wants to do. And um, she wants to do good. She does want to please her parents. Mm -hmm. She wants to fit in in a way, but she wants to fit in in her own way. So she goes out of her way to, you know, show up brand at archery and she she wants to practice with the sword Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And then over the course of the series, she starts seeing stuff mm-hmm. and um realizes that maybe you know uh, the world is a lot crueler than i thought and mm-hmm. i i have to harden myself up to that she doesn't necessarily lose that chaotic sense right in her um but so you're saying she kind of she goes from like chaotic good to chaotic neutral a little bit yeah, I would say so. Mm-hmm. So, and you mentioned like vengeance. Um, Batman is fueled by vengeance. True, he's fueled by a vengeance, not not toward a specific but his... criminal, but to cr- like the idea of crime. Yeah, but know? the difference between him and Arya is he's like, well, my parents are dead. I can't do anything about that, but I can help prevent other people's parents from dying. And Arya is just like, I'm going to kill the people who are mean to me. And that's it. <laughs> well, yes, but also in some um, in in some interpretations of, of Batman, his viewpoint is every time I stop crime, it's like to him, it's the possibility of bringing his parents back in some way it's yeah i mean it's uh, no i mean they're they're just interpretations of him that you know i feel like that that's what makes it hard to put comic book characters into these things too because a lot of these characters have existed so many different facets and i mean they there there's like a spectrum to their personality but to some like the most um iconic of the comic book characters they have kind of fallen into this sort of specific ground like i like i would find it really hard to sort in air quotes like uh like tony stark if you're looking at the films right because chaotic good he's he is chaotic good but i feel like closer to the end of you know the avengers series he gets a little bit less chaotic and goes a little bit because he he like argued for those accords and like he gets to be Maybe not fully lawful, but I feel like he starts to inch up back a little bit along this. He like settles down he with pushes Pepper. Toward neutral, yeah, he I like kind say. of chills down a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, I like I like that idea that you know maybe like like I always liked um, that you could be a Griffin Claw, right? Like you could uh, straddle yeah. Gryffindor and Ravenclaw. So like 
I like the idea that you could kind of straddle or your character can straddle two alignments of like yeah and and um that that eventually becomes the the crutch that starts to starts to pull at the seams in the campaign and the role playing when you have a player who's lawful good and and they're thinking oh well my character won't do this well yeah your character can Mm -hmm. you know because maybe your character does have a change of heart or maybe your character just can't accept what is going on yeah and they have to change it um and even that doesn't just completely change your alignment yeah. Um, unless it's, you know, really egregious. Um, but the the alignments should be fluid. Mm-hmm. And as you become more and more experienced in Dungeons and Dragons, you become less reliant on them. Mm-hmm. So talk to me about like, I've always been confused by true neutral. Like... Mm-hmm. To me, that just sounds like okay. You're not. You're not good. You're not bad. You're in that like neutral zone. That I kind of get. But the like the first neutral of like, I don't know. So so g- give me an example of a of a true neutral character. So a true neutral character is someone who doesn't want to take sides. You know, they don't want to get into the middle of things. Um, Sounds so boring. Sounds like a boring character. Well, no. uh, In many ways, it's interesting because um, they have the most potential for growth in any direction. So I Googled true neutral just because I'm curious (laughs) to see some examples. And I want to see if you agree with them. The first one is Thanos. No. Which, that doesn't make sense. The second one I love a lot. Ben Wyatt from Parks and Recreation. No. No? Um, this one has four true neutral characters. Uh, James Bond, Dr. Manhattan from Watchmen. Uh, it looks like Hal from 2001 A Space Odyssey. And, oh, this guy from that movie that we watched that I just... Oh, Dr. Strange. Yeah. So this is saying that they are all true neutral. Are, and do you think any of those are correct? So the one, um, the one that I would say is true neutral mm-hmm. out of those four is Doctor Manhattan. Because um, he just goes and sits on the moon and doesn't do anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he's he's done with it. He's he's because the the thing with him is he's turned into a being that has taken him beyond humanity Mm -hmm. and um morality is meaningless to him because he's essentially like a god yeah everyone is an ant to him whatever world events happen don't really matter Mm -hmm. um i mean so how do you play that as a character in D &D? like you're in an adventure you're supposed to be driven yes. by something right you're supposed <laughs> to be driven by some desire or some goal and you have these characters around you that you're supposed to form like camaraderie with so how do you play true neutral if you don't care about anything so yeah that's very difficult 
And it's something that a player really needs to sit down and have a clear character concept in mind. One way of doing it, and I think that is actually perfect, is Finn from Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. Um, At least Finn in the... Halfway through the... Like... The second half of the first act. Can this be reliable since they basically stopped writing his character after the first movie? Yes, it can. Because in the first movie, he is a character. He's a person. (laughs) And he's true neutral? At least. So in. Yes, because. So in the beginning of the movie, Mm -hmm. he's he's a child soldier. Like he was like grown. He was Mm -hmm. bred up to be this soldier have no emotion mm-hmm. whatsoever, just do the thing. But um, something in him when he sees his um, comrade die, he's like, I don't like this, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and a lot of people point to that as that's the first time the Force has awakened mm-hmm. in him. <gasps> the, um, force awakens. the Force awakens. <laughs> and um, throughout much of the movie, he wants to get away. It's it's yeah. a, it's completely about survival for him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to take. He doesn't. He doesn't want to be a part of First Order. He doesn't want to be a part of the Resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, even whatever his thoughts as to who's right, who's wrong, this is his actions. He doesn't want to be a part of it. And whether or not something is... Um, whatever circumstances he finds himself in, Mm -hmm. his driving motivation is survival and to just get out of it, remove himself from all of these circumstances. Would you say the same thing about like Han Solo, at least at the beginning of the original trilogy, where he's just like, I don't want to be involved in any of this. I just want to beat through crimes. and Uh, Han Solo's totally chaotic. Chaotic what? Chaotic neutral? Um... Uh, I'm, and I'm I, yeah, talking about like I, when I you think, first meet. Yeah, him. I, I mean he, yeah, chaotic, neutral at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would say I would still lean on chaotic good a bit because, you know, he doesn't go out and just kill random people. No, but he, he, gonna... I think one of the appeals of Han Solo to so many people is that he yeah. is this morally gray. He will lie. He will cheat. He will steal a yes, little. Like, yeah. he's not going to hold to his word. Like, Well, and that's the chaotic and, side of it. Right. But he's, like, very self-serving. Like, Yes. Yes. That, he, uh, that's true. Talking about his, like, moral compass, at least at the beginning. Right. And, like, mm-hmm. that's such a, that's such an important thing to think about is that what makes stories good, when you think about the really good stories, there's a, there is a almost always a change in how, what alignment the person would be at the beginning and what alignment they would be at the end, Yeah, right? Yeah. With those really good characters. And I think that's why people like characters like Han Solo because they see this kind of selfish, kind of childish person. He's all for himself. Yeah, who yeah. realizes that there is a like a calling above him. Like he doesn't have to have the force. He just sees like 
there's good to be done and I have the means to do it. I can give yeah. you like my ship and stuff. And, and it's I th- really gratifying to watch. And I think those and I characters. Wish Finn had had more of that. Well, more of that. but see, so here's the thing. That is why Finn is a character. And we, we, we gave a example of a chaotic neutral Han Solo mm-hmm. and a neutral Finn. A lawful neutral would be Ned Stark from. Is not lawful good? No, no, sorry. Ned is lawful. No, good. no. So, so don't do shots. Yes, yes, like yes. That. He's no. He he is lawful. <laughs> he is lawful. Good. Um, Stannis is lawful neutral, but book Stannis. Book Stannis. Show TV. Stannis. I don't know what he is. He's all over. Burned the place. his child alive. Something evil. Stupid. Lawful. Stupid. <laughs> so. um but with Han Solo and Finn, they, because, and this is why I think neutral is so interesting, because you can nudge them in any direction. And when a character goes from neutral to towards good, um, it's be- typically because they care about someone. Yeah. Like for Finn, it was Ray. Mm. Um, for Han, it was Leia. I mean, and was, Luke a yeah. little. He cared about both. Yeah, he yeah. cared about his friend. But, his friends. Yeah. Okay. But so, he also like wanted to bone Leia, and he was like, I totally. I mean, because <laughs> in in the middle of or not in the middle, but in the beginning of Empire Strikes Back, he's like, I gotta clear my debt. I'm I'm out of this re- re- um, rebellion, and and Leia's arguing with him about it. But then, you know, it becomes all about Leia. Like he, yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it's, they care about someone. Mm-hmm. Because at the at the end of the day, you know, we we seek connections with people. And, and that's what we're going to go toward. Yeah. Um, I would argue in his early days, Albus Dumbledore was lawful neutral. I think. In his early, like his Grindelwald days? Yeah, his Grindelwald days. He wanted to enslave all the muggles. That's not lawful. For their own, well. No, no, no. I disagree with that. Hard. Yeah. No, no. So his thinking was that it was for their own good. I'm not saying whether the act itself. But it's was, it. Mm-hmm. he was still, they were still talking about basically staging a uprising like like if you look into like history and look at rebellions or uprisings Mm. that were yeah they believed it was for the good of society it's still not lawful think of like the french revolution or the haitian revolution or the american revolution Mm. like they did believe it was for everyone's own good morally but they broke all the laws in order to do it because they wanted to change the law right yeah so i wouldn't argue that that was lawful at all i would say beginning of like sorcerer's stone dumbledore was more lawful neutral because he was just teaching not really doing anything not causing any trouble not art he like wouldn't argue with anybody like the, the ministry over each book is doing more and more stupid shit and he's just like I'm out of it. I'm not involved. But 
His early days are kind of weird. His early days are kind of weird because he's like floating in the background, but it's because he's just kind of like letting things play out yeah. with slightly, you know, little nudges here and there. But he's operating within the law. He's not doing anything that is lawfully reprehensible by anyone's definition. But he's not like out there doing super good deeds and like, yeah. you know, fighting for whatever. He's not even teaching. He's just sitting in his office alone with a bird. And he's not doing anything evil, obviously. So I would say more, you know, first four books before they start the Order of the Phoenix. Yeah, maybe. I would he's say not, he's more yeah. lawful neutral then. Well, okay, yeah, that's that is, yeah, you do make a good point. So lawful neutral, yeah, because I'm, I'm, I was trying to think, and so obvious to me, religious zealots, mm-hmm. uh, but. Not can not the not lawful chaotic. Not the <laughs> ones not the ones that go crazy and you know do all kinds of crazy acts, but like um, ones who see their you know book mm-hmm. or their their tenets, their commandments, like whatever. That to them is law. That to them is law. That is how they live their life doesn't matter what other people think about it. It, it they're not open to interpretation at all what is written here is how it goes right. that is the thing and so but if they're so, zealots how are they neutral because zealots doesn't zealots mean like they are kind of i think that intense, term like really intense and like well yeah but you can you can be passionate and intense without killing someone no you know well uh, evil does does the evil column of the alignment mean you're a murderer um well the evil column is more like you are acting purely in self-interest without regards to others And, and even if, so basically, if you come to a decision that could harm others, mm-hmm. you don't, you have no qualms about taking that. Okay, but it, there are religious zealots who are into like, uh, you know, conversion, like torturing gay kids to make them straight and robbing yeah. Native Americans of their culture to make them Christians. Like that to me is a religious zealot and that's like yeah. lawful evil. Yeah, so that is where alignments start to break down. Okay, but you but, use the term zealot. I don't, I don't, I think I know what you're getting yeah. at as far as like the lawful neutral, like religion being the law, but I, I don't think a zealot is a neutral person. I think that is like automatically by definition in the evil category, or at least very, 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 very close. So not a good example no, of neutral. No, because Jesus Christ was a zealot. Yeah, and he wasn't neutral. That guy was, he was lawful chaotic good. as heck. Well, yeah, he, he was. And not, I, I wouldn't um, even say lawful because he intentionally was going against uh, what the law of the time was. Ah, uh, but that's the law of society, but not the law of his religion. So there, But Christianity didn't exist yet. He made all that stuff up. But Judaism did. Oh, He's true. following Judaism. <laughs> when you forget that Jesus was actually no. Jewish. <laughs> and that's the thing. He didn't make up Christianity. His his followers. Well, it's, it's based built off that. of him. It's based off yeah. his teachings. Okay. So, okay. but that's the thing is he's operating on two different axes that yes, there is that there there's that 
because here's the thing and and to be human is to be a hypocrite mm -hmm. is that even though there are state laws there are also other laws um and in this case would be religious laws mm -hmm. now some of those are in alignment with each other when you have a theocracy mm -hmm. it's in complete alignment yeah. but then when you have a a state that has certain laws and a religion that has other laws mm -hmm. that may or may not conf conflict are you going to be a pure patriot or a pure zealot so that's why i that's why a zealot can fall on any and i mean even uh, the barbarian has a path of the zealot uh mm -hmm. kind of thing but it's like to me a zealot is someone who is so gung-ho for whatever their belief is mm -hmm. that um they are living their life according to this now it goes back to when we get to the good or evil part of it mm -hmm. is does my religion or does my law state say this because you can have lawful neutral people i mean the supreme court's supposed to be lawful neutral but <laughs> <laughs> but but it's like does the law say this or mm -hmm. does the commandment say this yes is the supreme um, court's not supposed to be lawful good no, because they are they're supposed to say what does the constitution say? Mm -hmm. And what did the frame what like what did the framers intend for the constitution? Mm -hmm. Um and or uh, um Right, so what they don't in, make morality calls. They make what do the books yes, say? Because they okay. can't make morality calls because one, you know, good a good morality today could be evil 30 years from now right. and that can just swing back and forth and back and forth like it's done forever <laughs> um but they are supposed to be lawful neutral right. um if you if you are a like um for for christianity like just you actually all religions they say you should be a good person mm -hmm. you should do acts of kindness you should show compassion but then there are those who say i'm living my life according to whatever this says mm -hmm. now do does that mean I kill this other person for not following this? Mm -hmm. Or does it mean I should reach out to this person because they're not following this? You know, the, the good, to me, zealotry has nothing to do with good and evil. I think it's, it's taken that way because there is extremism, there is fundamentalism, mm -hmm. um, but it's their actions that, to me, determine good and evil. Okay, we're we're getting in like a yeah no philosophical, <laughs> but it, I mean that's that's you know religious debate, learning learning is important the important let's, part. Is. Let's let's okay. touch on the only ones we haven't touched on so far. We're we're coming close to time, but the mm -hmm. the ones we haven't touched on so far are um cha the chaotic line. So we touched on chaotic good, but we haven't talked about chaotic neutral and chaotic mm -hmm. evil. So mm -hmm. I feel like chaotic evil is just sort of like. Bad shit, crazy, like 
um, like the Joker is like chaotic yeah. evil, or like ha- most of the people in Mad Max. Yeah, <laughs> like the 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 just crazy villainous, like yeah, absolutely no regard for other people or the law. Like that one yeah. to me is kind of easy, and I feel like again, probably pretty hard to play as a real character if you're taking it seriously. No, because um, and let's just take Mad Max as a full example. Uh, Furiosa, chaotic good mm-hmm. to the max. <laughs> you know, um, Mad Max, like Max himself, I would say chaotic neutral. Because- okay, so ex- explain to me how you mm-hmm. can be chaotic neutral because chaotic to me just is like, yeah, explain to me how you can yeah. be chaotic neutral. So to, to me, Max, he doesn't want a part of any of this. Mm-hmm. He's like, I want, you know, my, my fa- I watched my family die. I seen some shit and I'm just like, I, I don't want to be a part of these crazy people here and these <laughs> crazy people here. I want to do my own thing. I want to, you know, um, I want to travel, like travel around, be in my car and um, just not not take a side in this and when you see him in the movie you know in in fury road he gets captured like he's being used as a blood bag (laughs) and to him now it's just survival i'm gonna get out of this no matter what when he so so the the means Mm -hmm. by which he accomplishes that end are chaotic yes okay Yes. That makes a lot of sense. And I mean, to be fair, that whole movie, uh, it's hard to think of a lawful person there. Is is that kind of a good (laughs) formula of like, if you are chaotic neutral, what you want is fairly neutral, but the means that you use to accomplish what you want is chaotic. So like if you are Mm. lawful good, you want to do good and the means by which you choose to accomplish that are are lawful. Yeah, so you're not breaking into that I found house. The yeah, you're not you're not <laughs> breaking into that house to um to What are you saying? I'm trying to think here. So you want to <laughs> you want to do good, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, well we just we just saw Bob's Burgers. Yeah, we just day. watched the so Bob's the, Burgers. The, the kids they they messed up and they were trying to get their dad apart. So they, grill. yeah. So they they tracked they tracked down the part, and they're like, "Oh man, like if we just get the part, let um, they're gonna steal, steal it, it by breaking a window. Yeah, break a window, steal it, leave a note. Spoilers say, for yeah, Bob's Burgers. <laughs> <laughs> say we're borrowing it for a day, and then we'll pay for it later. Mm-hmm. They're trying to good. do good. It's chaotic. They're breaking the law <laughs> to do it. It was very Robin Hoodie. Yeah. Um, but a lawful character wouldn't do that. So yeah, in um, so chaotic means um, you you are gonna break into a house to get a. It's it's your yeah. means to achieving an end. Yeah, it's your means to achieving an end. So uh, let's go all the way to evil. Right. So yeah, I missed I missed that one. So we didn't talk yeah. about lawful evil. We didn't talk about lawful evil or chaotic evil or neutral evil. Oh. <laughs> and the reason why players are discouraged from being evil is because it ruins the party dynamic. Yeah. Because at the end of the day. Because we should say too, you know, like the alignments are not just for players. They're also for like 
NPCs and like other creatures and stuff, right? Yeah, it's yeah. for the non-player characters. Creatures have them. So like, um, you know, the there are good aligned dragons. Mm-hmm. Some of them, like the gold dragon is lawful good. Mm-hmm. The copper dragon is chaotic good. Mm-hmm. But then there's also evil aligned dragons. Yeah. You know? Um, so a chaotic evil character is just gonna go nuts Mm -hmm. they're gonna go on murder sprees they are they're gonna be like the joker and batman of course or harlequin Mm -hmm. um they they don't care i mean most criminals you see um that it's like uh it doesn't even have to fall into violence but um they they they'll be like chaotic evil in D and D, demons are chaotic evil. Yeah. On the other side, devils are lawful evil. Hmm. Devils in the nine hells, there is a strict hierarchy. <laughs> Can I say that reminds me of? I don't think you watched. I watched The Good Place last year. I don't think you really watched much of it with me. But that yeah. makes me think of like, in The Bad Place, you have all these. Basically demons, but it's this huge bureaucracy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's what makes me like, yeah, they were yeah. very lawful evil because they like used copiers and printer machines and fax machines, but they were evil demons yeah. who lived in hell. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and well, and, and actually that's, that's great because the places that some of these beings inhabit mm-hmm. are indicative of the alignment. So like the abyss mm-hmm. where the demons are is just a chaotic warping yeah like the landscape changes and the layers like realign themselves and it's just crazy um and the demons the when they make an incursion into the material plane it's described like an infection so the material plane is like like where we would be where we would be Yeah. yeah yeah the uh nine hells there are nine layers of hells there's a whole hierarchy you have organized yeah you have the dukes the dukes like the arch devils um and you have ranks of devils and in the in the blood war which is the war between the devils and the demons i mean the demons come out they're monstrous just like destroying things left and right the devils are regimented (laughs) <laughs> you know, like they have their, um, they they have their bat- battalions and oh their legions gosh. and their, or it is orderly, yeah. and so lawful evil characters or villains, they believe they can bring order to this universe. So mm. Thanos, lawful evil, because. He's reasoning this because his in the Marvel universe in the movies, his reasoning is there's way too many people. Mm-hmm. It's a struggle for resources. This is too chaotic. Hmm. So I am going to cut everything in half so that everyone has an spoilers equal share. for Avengers. By the way. Uh, if you haven't <laughs> seen it, well, I don't know what to do for you. Same with uh, Darth Vader and Emperor Palpatine or when Darth Vader, yeah, when Darth Vader tells Luke, I'm your father, mm-hmm. he's like, join me and together we can bring order to the galaxy. The Sith. But do the Sith really want to bring order? I thought they were just a bunch of like horny, 
emotional babies. Well, no, because think of think about what their end goal was. Oh it God, was I just to... upset any like Star Wars stan <laughs> listening right now. But but look at <laughs> look at what their goal was. It was to overthrow the Republic and mm-hmm. replace it with an empire. Basically, a lawful evil character wants to upset the current order and create their own mm-hmm. like they're going to be want to be the war like they want to rule over right. everything sauron wants to rule i guess over that's where i keep kind of getting you stuck know? is like when i think of lawful i want to think of like good laws yeah you want to think <laughs> not, of good laws yeah but not no like overthrowing um, and ruling over other people so would yeah. you say that hitler Lawful evil. Dang. Yeah. Tyrants. That's where tyrants, uh, dictators, that's where they come. Like Stalin. I mean, he kind of makes his own laws, but um, that is that is lawful evil. Wow. Now, neutral evil um, might be a, a serial killer because they're not just running around just ran, like randomly killing people. Um, it's based on like their own personal individual like desires desires yeah they they are they're very selective Mm -hmm. and 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 that's a key thing with lawful and chaotic you're kind of oh the law the law or my personal law is saying this i'm gonna do this chaotic i'm doing whatever i'm doing whatever means necessary to achieve this neutral is i want to achieve it in my own way and that could change, you know, yeah. every now and then. So, know. real question. This is the most important question. The Mandalorian. Would you say, <laughs> my argument is that he started the show as true neutral. True neutral. Yeah. And he, now that he has a son, biological natural born son, Ooh. he is moving to neutral good. Because he cares about Baby Yoda and he wants what's best for him. And so he does. In like season two, spoilers for The Mandalorian, he's doing all these good deeds, saving people, like liberating people, delivering fish babies, doing all this good shit because he cares about his son. Well, I would say, I would say he's actually in the beginning lawful neutral. And the reason is he, so from. A bounty hunter's law, is that under the law? That's not under the law. That's very. The, it's very under the table. The bounty hunting isn't, but oh, by the law the of his society, damn. This is the okay. way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, he's sticking to the Mandalorian code. The bounty, the bounty hunting, because even when he's bounty hunting, as soon as he sees Beskar, it's like, give hey. me that Beskar. Where <laughs> Boy, did you get that armor? Give me that. <laughs> you know, I'm setting aside whatever my bounty is right now to return what is my people yeah. back to my so people. So he has like a higher uh, lawful code. Yeah, he has a higher code than that. So lawful neutral for sure in the beginning, moving toward, because there, you know, he, he did questionable things. Yeah. Um, moving, and he still does questionable things. That's why alignment is whatever. Yeah. But. Not I, super question. I mean, even when he was bounty hunting, it wasn't like killing people bounty hunting. Yeah. He would put them in uh Kryptonite? What the hell is that thing called? Kryptonite. <laughs> what is it called? Something carbonite. Like carbonite. Thank you. My God, That's I'm upsetting Superman. everybody. <laughs> yeah, he puts them in Kryptonite and like takes them to whatever is that they gotta go. So it was yeah. it was actually very like kind of chill the way that he would do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, well, we gotta we touched on so we touched on all nine. 
Yeah, right? we did. All right. With the various, um, I mean, I think each each alignment could have its own. Episode. Yeah, we could go way, maybe, way, way. Maybe deeper, we can but... revisit that. Yeah, another time. I think so. Um, yeah. Actually, we should at, we at should. least in regards to role playing. Well, how about this? Um, if you liked this episode, if you liked this conversation, you should leave us a review. Ooh. Let us know what you thought, and in that review. Let us know what we should talk about. What questions should I ask Greg? Do you want us to dive deeper into one of the alignments? Do you take issue with one of the uh, one of Greg's decisions here about who is what? We want to we want to hear what you think. We want to hear that. And if you leave a review, that lets us know that you're listening and you're picking up what we're putting down, and you want us to make more of these. Uh, did you have a good time? Yeah, I feel neutral good about it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> divorcing you <laughs> no that's a chaotic decision yeah so i feel that makes me what you just said makes me feel chaotic <laughs> i'm sorry it's okay i forgive you Alrighty, so we will see you all in session two of role mates yeah next step of our campaign it's not a real camp we're not playing no no it's not a real campaign i want a dm okay but maybe another time not on the podcast Okay. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye.